Welcome to the Discipleship Now podcast, hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner, an author, ordained minister, and father of three. Dr. Turner has pastored, held multiple ministry leadership roles, and currently serves as the Mission USA Administrator of the Congregational Holiness Church. In each episode, we'll dive into different aspects of discipleship, sharing personal stories and experiences, as well as insights and teachings from the Bible. Our hope is that this podcast will serve as a source of encouragement and inspiration for all who listen, whether you're a seasoned Christian or just beginning your journey of faith. So, Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join Dr. Matthew Turner on this journey of discipleship. How bad was the disciples' situation in Mark chapter 4? As you listen and read the verses of Scripture from this story, you get a pretty clear indication that the disciples felt like that their lives were on the line, that if something did not change, they were surely going to perish. For they came to Jesus and said, Jesus, do you care that we're about to die? Hello, I'm Dr. Matthew Turner, and welcome to the second part of this brief series called, Does Jesus Care? As we're looking at this incredible story from Mark chapter 4. This is Discipleship Now, where we look at all kinds of subjects surrounding family, life, and ministry through the lens of biblical discipleship. And I think there are many wonderful things that we can glean from and learn from here in this incredible story in Mark chapter 4, where Jesus is confronted by his disciples in a very distressed state, and they're asking Jesus, do you even care? Last week, we talked about this question, and we talked about how it was. it is a very human and normal question for us to ask. Now, I don't think they came to Jesus in a prideful or haughty way and asked him, do you even care, Jesus, about our lives? No, I believe that they were tender-hearted, broken-hearted, scared out of their minds, and understanding that they were coming to the Son of God as they asked the question, Jesus, do you care that we are about to die, that we're about to perish? And I think Jesus looked upon the rest of the disciples who were in that boat in a very amazing, graceful, merciful way as he got up out of his sleep and began to command the winds and the waves to cease. Let's read the scriptures again, Mark chapter 4, and starting in verse 35. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as it was, And he and the other boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, fast asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? And when he arose, he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the winds ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? And how is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? It's an incredible story, amazing place in Scripture. And last week we talked about how that Jesus is right there in the boat with us, that we can be encouraged, as the disciples certainly must have been encouraged, 
that even in their most desperate of time where they were scared out of their mind what was about to happen, they had somebody that they could go to, and you do too. Jesus is on the boat with you. But another thing I want to encourage you with as we look at these scriptures and be reminded of is that Jesus can rescue a sinking ship. I asked you right at the beginning of this podcast, how bad was the situation? Well, again, we certainly know from the disciples' reaction, from their question, and from the manner in which they spoke, that they felt like that their lives were desperately in danger of ending, of, of, of them sinking and them losing their lives. But look at Scripture again and listen to the words that Mark describes the situation. And this is verse 37 of Mark 4. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. This is so interesting. And this story is recorded in some of the other Gospels, as many of the amazing stories of the Gospels are recorded in multiple places. But Matthew records the story, and he said in Matthew chapter 8, verse 24, that the waves were so bad that the ship was covered with them, that the, the waves crashed over the boat. And you can understand, if you have an open boat, some sort of uh, wooden John boat, if you will, and it is completely hollow and open on the top and in the middle, if a wave comes crashing over into the boat, And you can imagine the gallons and gallons of water that must have spilled into the boat in that moment. And so they must have quickly realized and understood, we can't take much more of this or this boat is going under. And certainly that's exactly why they prompted Jesus the way that they did. And Mark describes it here in Mark chapter 4, that the boat was already full, or almost full, again, so that it was already filling. In other words, it's almost full. It's barely hanging on by a thread. It's barely staying afloat. You think about the words that the, that the disciples or the, the writers here use to describe the situation, and then you think about these experienced fishermen. Not, not all of them, but many of them, as we know, were experienced fishermen. This was not their first time on the boat. This was not their first time in the water. They certainly had faced storms before and and perilous situations on the water. But this particular time was so difficult and so scary that they thought they were going to die, even though they were experienced. And before Christ came and called them, they made a living on the sea. But this particular time, this scared them like no other. But what we find out is that as they called out to Jesus and Jesus arose, that even though that perhaps he was in water up to his shin or I don't know, maybe up to his knee if the boat happened to be that deep, and Jesus was not deterred or scared or concerned about the situation, he looked at his disciples, he saw that his children that he loved so very much was so concerned, he looked around, no doubt saw the winds, the waves, and the sea, And he looks up into the heavens, looks out into the sea or into the sky, and he simply says, peace, be still, and everything changed in that moment. Now, the Bible doesn't say anything that happened to the water that was in the boat. Remember, the boat is full, almost full at least. That's one of the reasons why the disciples were so scared uh, about the situation that the boat was about to sink. 
Jesus speaks to the winds. They stop. The storm ceases. The, the waves uh, stop crashing against the boat. But what about the water inside the boat? The boat's almost, almost sunk. What happened to the water? Well, Scripture does not say. But I believe that in that moment that he said, Peace be still, that the water dissipated. How did it dissipate? Did it, did it, I don't know, spill out over the side? Did it spill out through some sort of supernatural crack that opened up? Or did it evaporate into the air or simply just disappear altogether? I don't know what happened, but I believe that when Jesus said the word that every single circumstance that caused that situation to be distressful, everything that was scaring the the wits out of the disciples in that moment stopped, left, deceased, uh, evaporated, was completely gone in the moment that Jesus spoke. I believe, and I think Scripture bears this out, that God has that kind of power, that with just a thought, with just a word, with a snap of the finger, an entire situation can be turned around. Now, Scripture doesn't tell us exactly what happened to the water. That is simply my my fault. But something had to happen to the water that was inside the boat, right? It was almost full. It was filled up. It was scaring the, the, the disciples to death. Something had to have happened. I don't know what happened, but it all changed. And I don't know what could happen in your situation. I don't know how God's going to turn it around. I don't know how God's going to going to cause all the pieces to come together, to fit together. I don't know how God is going to take all the different things and the moving pieces and cause them to work together for our good, as Scripture tells us that He does. I don't know how that works, but I know God does. I know God knows how to do it. He has done it over and over and over. He's done it in my life so many times, and I bet God has done it in your life as well. I don't know how God's going to do it but I know he can. I think that's one of the reasons why he told Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3, he said, call on me, I'll answer you, and I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know. (laughs) In other words, God said, I'll blow your mind, Jeremiah. I'll blow your mind, mom and dad, sir, ma'am, grandma, granddad, uh, young, young person. I'll blow your mind if you'll just simply call on me. It will astonish you what God will do Just as the disciples no doubt were astonished as Jesus spoke, peace be still. As the wind stopped, the waves stopped, the the skies cleared, the water in the boat disappeared somehow or another. They were astonished at what Jesus did. And God will do the same thing in your life as well. He will astonish you if you'll call out to him. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 7. He said, ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be open for you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks find. To the one who knocks, it'll be opened. Of which of you, if his son asks for bread, would you give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, would you give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more Will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask of Him? We see this in action right here in Mark chapter 4. When they asked Jesus to save them, that's exactly what He did. He rebuked the wind, 
He said, peace be still. And the Bible says in Mark chapter 4, verse 39, and the wind ceased and there was a great calm. That calm that Mark spoke about, I don't think was just in the winds and the waves. I think a calm came upon the disciples as well. And I believe and I know that when Jesus speaks peace to you and to your circumstance and situation, I believe a great calm will come upon you as well. Jesus can rescue a sinking ship, whether that's your marriage, your bank account, your job, your friendship, your health, whatever it is, he can rescue a sinking ship. And the last thing that I want to share with you about this idea or this question, does Jesus care, is I want to encourage you that Jesus keeps his promises. If you go back in the story, Mark chapter 4, in verse 35, Jesus originally tells the disciples, let us cross over to the other side. Now, he didn't say, I promise you we're going to get there. But the simple fact that Jesus stated, let's cross over to the other side, was like a promise to the disciples. We're going to get to the other side. It doesn't matter what's going to happen between here, there, between point A and point B. I promise you, in other words, Jesus was telling his disciples, we're going to get to the other side. And in case you were wondering, the first verse in Mark chapter 5 says, and when they came to the other side of the sea. In other words, the disciples got to the other side of the sea. Jesus got them safely there. Yeah, they went through a storm. It was scary as everything. They thought they were going to die. But the fact is, Jesus protected them through the storm. And the first verse of chapter 5 of, of, of the book of Mark tells us that they made it to the other side. Just as Jesus promised, so he did. And just as Jesus has promised to take care of you, to help you, to bless you, he will do what he said he was going to do. What has Jesus, what has God promised us in Scripture? Isaiah 41 and 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am that your God. I'll strengthen you, I'll help you, and I'll uphold you with my righteous right hand. Deuteronomy chapter 31 and 6, Be strong and courageous, do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He'll not leave you or forsake you. And then Jesus promised us in Matthew chapter 28 verse 20, He said, Behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Just as Jesus has promised, so will he do. He can rescue a sinking ship. He keeps his promises. He's right there with you, beloved. Does Jesus care? Absolutely. He cares about you, loves you so very much. He's going to help you, and he's going to see you all the way in, all the way through. Be encouraged today. Jesus cares about you and loves you so very much. I'm so grateful that you joined me today on this episode as we end this short series on Does Jesus Care? Join me next week as we look at another topic in the realm of discipleship and growing closer to Jesus. Until next time, I pray that the Lord blesses and keeps you. Thank you for listening to the Discipleship Now podcast hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner. We hope this episode has encouraged and inspired you on your faith journey. Don't forget to subscribe and share with others who might benefit from these conversations. Until next time, keep seeking Jesus and growing in your discipleship journey.